Yeah. Is this Friday the 13th? Uh-oh. I got my red on. How about you? You got your red on today? It is Funky Friday. It's 507. Trey Ware here. Right over there is Elaine. There's Jimmy. And there's Don. And guys, let's uh, let's talk about Lisa Marie. She was 54. And they found her yesterday in her bedroom in full cardiac arrest. And her ex-husband who lived with her, Danny Keogh, began CPR and apparently gave her some epinephrine. According to TMZ, and we're just going through some of the you know initial reports, she had had some stomach pain yesterday and had been complaining. My stomach doesn't feel all that great. And, um, and she went to her bedroom, and the next thing you know, they went to check on her because they didn't see her for a little while. And, man, there, there she was, uh, fully, completely out and in full cardiac arrest on the floor. So Danny began uh, CPR and apparently administered some epinephrine. So they had epinephrine on hand for whatever reason. And that kind of got her started a little bit going. Mm-hmm. And then the, when the EMTs got there, this was probably around 11-ish, maybe a little bit after their time. When the EMTs got there, they were able to get a little bit of a faint pulse on her. Uh, as the story goes, just digging through a number of reports as I did overnight, they got her to the hospital. She coded several times, which means she died several times at the hospital. And they put her on a ventilator, and they gave her a temporary pacemaker. That's separate from, that's different than the one they implant. It's basically an external pacemaker that keeps your heart going. And as I understand, and I'm not a doctor, um, you guys may know more about this than me. If you do, say so. But um, as I understand it, that's just basically to keep you going until the family gets there. You know, they get you on oxygen, they get you on a ventilator, get you breathing because she wasn't breathing on her own. And then, uh, and then give you the pacemaker to get your heart stimulated a little bit to, to, you know, to keep you alive enough for the family to get there to get around you. Priscilla went immediately. Uh, Riley's, I, and I didn't see Riley is her daughter. She has three daughters and uh, had a son who died a couple of years ago from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. We'll talk about that in a minute. And uh, her eldest daughter is Riley. She's an actress and a model. Her fiance, kind of, you know was there and uh, he was taking the lead on comforting people and and helping uh, Jerry Schilling was in the Memphis Mafia with Elvis he was if you see a video of Elvis you see prominently primarily two people who were with him all the time there were all kinds of guys around him but primarily these guys never left his side one was Joe Esposito Diamond Joe who's the short dark-haired guy you see in every picture of Elvis who is shepherding Elvis's or Elvis around everywhere he went and then uh, Jerry Schilling, he knew Jerry from uh, from high school. They went to along with the West brothers, Sonny and Red West. They all went to high school together, Humes High School there in Memphis. And uh, and Jerry stayed with Elvis through the end. Jerry was there when Elvis died, and Jerry went to the hospital with Elvis uh, when he died. And then Jerry was with Lisa here at the end. He he's eighty now. And uh, he stayed with her and was basically she, she had a she had a manager that was a real screw up, and when she sold uh, Graceland and all the properties in 2005, she had a lot of money, obviously, almost a hundred million dollars out of that deal, and the guy burned through it and left her. She was down around 14 million, and then she ended up going into debt, and so they fired him a couple of years ago. And Jerry came in, and Jerry was trying to help, you know. Uh, with the, the family business and all that kind of stuff. So when you see her talking to Billy Bush at the Golden Globes the other night, she's holding on to Jerry's arm saying, Jerry, I need you to steady me. I'm not very steady. She seemed like she was kind of out of it. She went to uh, Elvis's birthday on, on the 8th this week in Memphis and then went to the Golden Globes. So she had quite the, the travel schedule here at the end. And nobody said anything about you know her being in poor health. People have been looking at her, going, "She looks a little gaunt. She's lost a lot of weight. She's you know her color's a little bit different, and all those kinds of things." But um, nobody mentioned anything about her having any heart condition or you know back to she had an opioid problem back in the day, and nobody said anything about her being back on the opes or anything like. She might have been. I don't know. It's possible, but nobody said anything about that. So. 
as of right now, we just don't know what caused her death. It's going to have to take an autopsy and reality. But, you know, the the princess of rock and roll, if you want to call her something, because Elvis was the king, and she was definitely the princess, and was born into absolute uh, rock and roll royalty. So that's what we know. Sad story all the way around. I, I found the similarities between her death and that of her father to be uncanny. You know, the way they were both found. Uh, in that in that uh-huh. situation, you know, and it was, uh, you know, I like you. I heard you know, she had had a cardiac event earlier in the day, mm-hmm. and, and then it was I don't know, two three hours later, you know, if that that we we heard that she had passed away. Mm-hmm. So I was shocked. I was surprised. Didn't mm-hmm. uh, didn't see that coming at all. Hadn't it, you know? Other than the two appearances earlier this week uh, at the Elvis Week event, mm-hmm. um, which was over the weekend, mm-hmm. I believe, mm-hmm. and then the Golden Globes Monday or Tuesday. That's right. Um, you know, I. I there's a couple of high-profile events, and she, you know, kind of kept to herself over the years. Uh, she, she did, you know, she, 20 years ago she put out a couple of CDs, but then then she just kind of we're gonna play one here in a second. Yeah, kind of went back and and just stayed behind the scenes, um, helping with the family business as best she could. She uh, she had a musical career too. Um, she wasn't a mega superstar with it, but she had a musical career. Danny Keogh, her ex-husband, she actually married him twice. Uh, and she married Michael Jackson, infamously, yeah. and Nicolas Cage, right. infamously. Both of those were short-lived. Another guy, I think his name was Michael Langston or Livingston or something like that that she married. But anyway, um, she had four you know, marriages, but her life was her children. Uh, she had the son, Benjamin, who killed himself a couple of years ago. And uh, she wrote this week in People magazine to him, saying, I'll never get over this. I, I, when, when you left, a part of my soul left. Uh, and uh, I'm here because of the girls her daughters yeah. and there's three of them that she now leaves behind and of course her mom priscilla and those are the surviving members of uh, elvis presley's rock and roll yeah. royalty yeah. at this part right. at this point i think we mentioned earlier when we were talking about it just a lot of triumph and tragedy in that family man you know it's unbelievable yeah. um she had as you said several cds she recorded some with her daddy but you know of course posthumously yep because they, what they would do is mix her in on, like, in the ghetto, which was just haunting and beautiful. Don't Cry Daddy. Whoa, what an unbelievable song where no one stands alone. We're going to play that a little bit later on. But she also kind of, if you will, channeled her daddy, as they say, in one of her first songs. It got mediocre uh, airplay. It did relatively well. The lights Out. Lights Out. Yeah. And it's a she's, good song, actually. It's a yeah. really good song and a really good video. Yeah. And I want to set the video up and let you listen to a little bit of it. But it's kind of got a haunting chorus to it now. She's wearing uh, leather, black leather. She's got the glasses on. She's dancing. If you think of the Baz Luhrmann Elvis sign and the lights, the wall of lights, yeah. she's dancing Elvis style with a microphone in front of that wall of lights, shaking her hips, shaking her legs, doing all that kind of stuff, snarling her lip yeah. and all that. And the chorus is, and I'm trying to remember it off the top of my head, but someone turned the lights out in Memphis. That's where my family's buried and gone. Last time I was there, I noticed a space left there in Memphis in the damn backyard. Yeah. So what she's saying is, you know, when the lights go out, I've got a space where I'm going to be buried next to the family. It's very, you know, they've got the meditation garden. Let's roll it there, Jimmy, and let's listen to Lisa Marie Presley with Lights Out for a little bit. We won't play the whole thing, but enough where you can hear what we were talking about. Lisa Marie Presley, dead at 54. Five seventeen. Back in just a minute. Trey Ware, KTSA. When you want the best, when you want a metal roof. <laughs> 
Sock it to me now. Because it's Friday. It's a good day to feel good. Every day is a good day to feel good. All right, 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Do you support casino gambling? Come on, Jimmy. Talk to me right now. Talk to me. Tell me about casino gambling in the in the great state of Texas. Bring it on or what? Yes. <laughs> the amount of revenue that uh-huh. would be generated... And the investments, uh-huh. uh, building casinos, acquiring land, okay. employment. All right. Uh, it's it's an easy easy bet. All right. Do you see a downside? <clears throat> well, just like anything, yeah. Downside with cigarettes, downside with liquor, downside all the sin taxes. Right. So, yeah, there's a downside. There's a downside to it. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's always been the argument, right? Right. Dade Phelan, who is the House Speaker, he's into it. So the House Speaker in Austin, he said, man... Of course, he's from Beaumont. And he said, I can see the Louisiana casinos from where I am, right across the border in, into Louisiana. You want to revitalize the coast of Texas, just put it to where it's legal for boats and they have to be on the water. They don't even have to be on land. And then everyone vacations in Corpus and Galveston and South Padre and the Bay areas around Houston. It doesn't have to be on land. We could have just casino boats right there, and we go down and. Why get don't it. you put it on land, though? I mean, well, I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm saying, if, you, if people, you could. You could. Yes. You're, you're talking about Shoreline Boulevard down on uh, in Corpus and and over in Galveston. Oh, that might be a nice kind of. I don't know. Oh, they would make it would be a destination. They would revitalize the coast. It would be. It, it's an easy, easy money bet. What do you think? Uh, yeah. Sure, bring it in. Okay. You know, I went through this in Maine 20 years ago. Hey, did uh, they bring them into Maine? They did. At first, it was just the natives with with casinos, with bingo bingo parlors, they called them, and then they opened it up for uh, Pen Pen. What the heck is the name of that company? They opened up uh, a like Biden Pen, Pen Biden. Is it the Biden no, Pen it was Casino? Pen Biden, no, <laughs> that's that's where the Chinese have been yeah, spending it, all their money. It was Big Pen came in and uh, Big Pen. Pen Pen National, I think it was Big called. Pen. They, they have a. It, at first, it was just the slot machines, right? Um, and then they opened it up with roulette. Now, what Phelan says is is that he's he doesn't see where you're going to walk into a Circle K or a Valero and have all those machines lined up. No, those are that, that's not going to happen. Yeah, that's kind of that's what, yeah. Just, this, this it's is just hard to regulate those as well. So. Well, yeah, yeah. How do how do you if they're yeah. scattered all over right. the place? Right. Yeah. yeah. There's already you can already go to certain places I know of them where they pay you out on those eight liners that's supposed to be for fun. Yeah. But you get paid out. You can either get Walmart gift cards or some places will slip you cash. Yeah. So it still happens. You're, you're, I mean, you're, you've been pretty open that you bet. So, I mean, you sports bet all the time. I lost $8 you, yesterday. And you don't, you don't hide that. You've been open about that. So <laughs> you, you, you kind of know how the, how the gig works. That's another thing he's talking about is sports betting, which, I, you know, they, they approved horse racing here 30 years ago. And I don't see how you approve horse racing in Texas and not some of this other stuff, right? Yeah. It's, it, it was the power money of the people who got the horse racing approved. They're not, caring about the casinos well, yeah, right right no that's true that's absolutely right you know the, the strauss family here in town they were one of the leaders in in pushing that through because they owned ratama mm-hmm. man and they wanted the horse racing to to really pass here but uh, Phelan says he's go- they're going to push for it and it, they have to do a constitutional amendment that's a little bit dangerous when you open up that process because then you have stuff like stupid stuff that Californians can put in here, like uh, state income tax. Once you once you start to open up constitutional amendments to the Constitution, yeah. the state Constitution, right. well, then people start thinking, well, yeah, Slide let's throw in state in. income. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Katie bar the door and everybody wants to do their own thing. But if, right? we, if we generated enough revenue off the taxes of the casinos and they said, we're going to help you guys on your property taxes, who's going to vote against that? Well, see, that's the thing. Okay, so the big deal is right now property taxes. We need property tax relief, and they're fighting. I, the governor and and the lieutenant governor are fighting over it. They don't have a complete agreement on how it should be. And the uh, the $30 billion, actually it's about $33 billion in excess. How do we use that to buy down property taxes? That's To me, that's the number one issue, right? Casino gambling is a fine thing to talk about and to consider, but the number one issue is property taxes because that's something we deal with every day. Here's the problem, though, that I haven't heard addressed from those who promote the casino 
casino gambling. We all hear about the money that leaves the state, and true. I mean, they go to Vegas. They go over here to, uh, I think, the Alabama Cachata over in Livingston, Texas, on the reservation. They right. have gambling there, right? Right. And then, and then on into Louisiana, as we all know. But nobody's that I've heard, and I've researched this. Nobody that I've seen puts a price tag on that. So it's hard to argue how much we know money's leaving, right? Right. But I haven't heard a. Do- Have you heard a dollar figure put on that? And that's the no. deal. Somebody has to say forty billion dollars a year is leaving Texas, and it yeah. should stay here. But no, take, I haven't heard anybody do that. So, yeah, so it could be a million. To, you know, we don't know. Years to figure that out. It'll take years to figure that. Well, out. an estimate. Somebody, somebody yeah. needs to come up with some sort of estimate as to, to me, if right. you want to sell this, it's over a hundred million dollars a year, easy. You think of, of Texas money just with my friends going to Vegas? No, I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's Who got the hell you had? That's right, with, man. right, man. Good friends over here, man. Dang, but man. <laughs> it's 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 it needs to be measured, but it's not going to be negative. It's going to be a positive. No, I'm not number. saying it is. Yeah. it is a positive number. We know that. That's and what about the money we would bring in? From people, right? The Oklahoma people would come down, or right. because they don't have any water in Oklahoma, they would want to go to the coast and gamble. There's just it's it's well, for me it's a no all over. You yes. have people from all over who come here. You have people from Asia. You have people from China. You Keep have people going. from UK. You have people from Germany. You have people from all over the world that are going to be flying in here that'll want to do that. But there's also the image. So I, I think um, and, and Phelan talked about this yesterday. He said. I'm only imagining really upper-class resort-style casinos. Now, no trashy stuff like these one-off little guys in the corner like you find in Las Vegas off the strip. Right. These will only be the big, beautiful ones with golf courses and big convention centers attached to them where they can bring in the big acts, you know, like we talk about Mm -hmm. in the big arenas and all of those kind of things that will be first-class and beautiful and well-maintained. The junky little joints, you know, with the low ceilings and the cigarette smoke everywhere, he he says that's not going to happen. Do you think our Bible Belt is still too big uh and that's an issue with the legislative people man it just it's it's various um it, it really really is I, I i don't understand why we still have blue laws on the books i, I really i really <laughs> right. don't understand i'm like, with you on that and, and i'm not a big drinker but you can't buy anything until seven o'clock during the week and on Sunday, you can't buy anything at all. And I, they did it back then because of the Bible Belt thing and the influence of the Baptist and the, you know, in the, in the state conventions and all that. And I, I understand that, and you wanted to try to control that. But I, you're looking at where we are now, and I'm, I'm trying to figure. Well, look where we are. If we <laughs> want know? our roads better and done quicker, and we want our schools better, then the casinos, okay. and the legal weed. Now, I agree with you, but here's the thing: we were told that about the lottery. That's fair. That's fair. We were, I remember Ann Richards coming on my show and saying, when you approve of the lottery, every penny is going to go into education. And the education in, America, in Texas, you won't be hit up for any more money because all that lottery money, she said it right here. And what do you pay in property taxes? Almost every, almost every penny of your property taxes, which are exorbitant, out of control, and super high, go to the schools. It's over 70%. Mm-hmm. So it's all that. I hear your argument, and I agree with you. But you have to you you have to codify that in law. You have to say if you break this, if you spend it on anything other than what you're talking about, mm-hmm. their infrastructure here in the state yeah. of Texas, you go to jail or something. You have to make the penalty so high for a state le- a, a future state ledge breaking this because they will because they yeah. have all their pet you projects. Gotta, they got a right. brother-in-law who's got a little farm somewhere out in West Texas and they got to have a little money get a road in there. Well, let's take a little bit of this casino gambling money, build that road. That's that's the kind of crap they do. I right. just like the idea of non-traditional revenue to take burden off of Texas citizens. Yeah, I'm not shooting your idea down. No, that's just I agree with you. Yeah. No, I agree need, with you. Yeah, they just need to tie it up. They got you know, to. Real, you know, real tidy. That way I, there's no questions asked. I not remember, a gift bag. Not a gift bag. We want a no. nice wrapping with a yeah, bow on it. Exactly. I remember the fight over uh, toll roads, right? And, you know, it was the whole, uh, when we had Terry fighting it up there and everything, you know, fighting the, t- the toll roads. And I, I was fighting it, too, on the air because I said, there's enough money at TxDOT for them to be able to build non-toll roads, which is what we're getting now, right? right. And I had a very influential, very wealthy person who, st- who stood to make a lot of money off toll roads called me one day at the house and said, you're on the wrong side of this issue. And I said, I don't believe I am. 
And he said, well, you need to, you need to reconsider your, your stance on toll roads. I said, no, I don't. I said, as long as they're spending, as long as TxDOT is spending money on, at that time they were spending money on museums and all kinds of crap like that, and they weren't doing the roads. I said, as long as they're doing that and wasting the money, we don't need toll roads. We never need toll roads. We've got enough money up there at TxDOT and the Texas legislature if they'll just spend it on toll roads, on roads. But they were spending on all kinds of stuff that had nothing to do with transportation. Well, roadside attractions don't count. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly you know, right. That shouldn't be included and at all. And he said, well, we ought to be able to get somebody to change that and stop doing it. I said, well, you've got the money. You, you make, get it it happen. Cha- make it happen. Yeah. And he went, see you later, and he hung up on me. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, that's the, you know that's the thing. They, they, everybody can make an argument for all this stuff, but somehow you number one, you got to get over it in people's minds. As far as boy, people are gambling here, and there's going to be crime, and there's going to be prostitution, and the mafia's coming in, and people are going to be dying in the streets, and there's going to be increased drugs. All of those things, if you open up casino gambling, you got to get over that in somebody's mind, and you have to deal with the money issue. So we'll take a quick break here for the news. When we come back, we'll take your calls. The Texas legislature is seriously, seriously considering destination-style casinos. What do you think? 210-599-5555. Hello, this is Dr. Mark Havercorn of River City Orals. Wherever you get your favorite podcasts. The song that got him into Studio 54. Ah, uh-huh. freak out. Well, sort of. Uh, it's a 541 at KTSA, 210-599-5555. Wake up, America. 210-599-5555. Wake up, America, with Trey Ware. Good to see you this morning. Right over here is Elaine. There's Jimmy, and over here is Big Don. So, uh, okay, so uh, destination-style casinos. The Texas legislature is uh, seriously, seriously considering... Moving on that, it would take a constitutional amendment to do it. What do you think about that? 210-599-5555. They are also considering a Florida-style ban on classroom lessons on gender identity at elementary level. Uh, That should be all levels unless you teach the truth, which is gender is not fluid. You cannot change your gender. You're born a gender, you're going to die a gender, and you you can't decide to be something else. Sorry, it doesn't work that way. That's not scientific. So um, uh, they are considering, you know what they did over in Florida last year? They got the state of Florida crossways with Disney because Disney believes you can choose your gender. Hey, you want to be a little girl today? Go ahead. But you can't. So here in Texas, they're considering that. Also, they are considering looking into the influence that social media has on our children. Social media is the worst thing to come along as far as the psycho- psychology of our children and the uh, psychiatric health and the mental health of our children. Social media is destroying it every single day. And the sooner we catch on to that and the sooner we do something about it a- a- as a people, we're going to be far better off. So what do you think about those uh, issues as well as property tax relief? To me, that's numero uno. Deal with property taxes in this state and get us all property tax relief. All right, 210-599-5555. And then there were three. Oh, my goodness. Look at this now. The trove of documents continues to grow. No, it's just the ones at the Penn Biden Center. And now you got the ones next to the Corvette in a locked-up garage. Oh, and by the way, there's some inside the house, too. Ha, <laughs> Still no FBI raid. I mean, you know, at Mar-a-Lago, Trump was working with them on a day-to-day basis, giving them access. He met with them and told his attorneys at Mar-a-Lago, give these FBI guys anything that they want. And the FBI guys said, put another lock on this locked-up door. And they did, and off they went, and then they came back and did their little raid in the middle of the night. Bang, 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 open up, open up, FBI. You know, that whole thing. Got to make a show of it, got to put it on CNN, right? Got to throw the documents on the floor, take a picture of it, so Merrick Garland and the Democrats would have a showpiece that they could try to get Trump on, and they're trying to get him on it. Meanwhile, where all does Joe Biden have documents? Let me be a little more specific about it. Where all does Hunter Biden have documents that he's giving access to the Chinese? I'm just asking the question. That's all. I'm just wondering this. 
And I think everybody ought to wonder this, and I think the FBI ought to raid the place and all of the places, Rehoboth Beach, there in Wilmington, anywhere where Joe has been, there ought to be an FBI raid to find the documents. Now, I'm, I'm not stupid enough to think that that's going to happen, that's not going to happen, and Joe's not going to be prosecuted. And this guy that was appointed yesterday, uh, this Robert Herr guy that's supposed to be the, uh, you know, uh, the independent counsel looking at this, he's not going to do anything. Come on. <laughs> They're going to apply the Hillary standard. What Hillary did was far worse. Hillary should be roasting in a prison right now for what she did. She actually destroyed top secret documents. Destroyed them. She actually took hammers to cell phones when the FBI said, turn those over as evidence. She destroyed them with hammers. If you did it, friends, if you did that, you'd still be in prison. You would never see the light of day. And keep in mind, when Joe took these documents and was hiding these documents next to the Corvette in the garage, it's locked up, baby, don't you worry about that. When he was doing that, he was a private citizen. Okay? Same as you, same as me. Private citizen. So why not raid the joint? Why are we, why is, you have to ask yourself this question, why is... The Justice Department and Merrick Garland relying on what his attorneys say and do. <laughs> okay, you tell us only ten documents. We'll we'll take your word for it. Are you kidding me? They did an all-out all raid on Mar-a-Lago. All-out raid. They went through Melania's panties. I hate to keep saying it that way, but look, what what do they think they're going to find? <laughs> Are you kidding? Looking at her shoes and her dresses, what they think they were going to find, but that's what they did. Do, do they apply the same same standard? No, and they will not apply the same standard. The standard they are going to apply is the Hillary standard. Well, you know, yeah, there were documents, but it's all about intent, and he really didn't mean to. You know, it was just he was writing a book. You know, and 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 it was okay. You know, no big deal. No, no, there were no secrets that were exposed to anybody. Although we're finding out now about this particular individual that um, Hunter uh, got a job with Joe Biden as Joe Biden's right hand person, Kathy Chung. Kathy Chung, executive assistant to Joe Biden, set up by Hunter Biden to be his executive assistant and follow him around. So, uh, what about her? Who went into the garage and looked around? Who who had access inside the garage? Peter Ducey. Do you have that? Do you have the Peter Ducey soundbite? Peter Ducey, absolutely brilliant yesterday in asking about the Corvette and what were you thinking. Now, i got to tell you, this is a stroke of journalistic genius. Classified, classified material next to your Corvette. What were you thinking? Let me, uh, I'm going to get a chance to speak on all this, God willing, soon. But as I said earlier this week, people, and by the way, my Corvette's in the lock garage. Okay, so it's not like you're sitting out on the street. So the material was in a locked garage. Yes, as well as my Corvette. Oh, good. Okay, so there it is. There it is. There, right there. Okay, so here's how it went. That's that. That was stroke of genius on Peter Ducey's part. And let me explain why. Joe had these written statements, you know, down in front of him, and he's been reading the statement. We are cooperating fully, right? No, they're not. We are being transparent. The hell they are. This started at the beginning of November and didn't say anything until yesterday. Okay, so, no, they're not being transparent, and they're not giving up the visitor logs to Wilmington, Delaware. And KJP made that absolutely clear yesterday. We're not giving them up. When Peter Ducey asked about that yesterday, she got rattled, got mad, and started to say, we're doing something the last administration didn't do. We're releasing the logs of the White House visitors. No, where's the Wilmington, Delaware ones? But the stroke of genius from the deuce is Joe was supposed to stick to the cards. He got Joe to admit 
that they were in the garage next to the Corvette. This was done in the case of the Biden Penn. Uh, th- this was done in the case of the Biden Penn Center. Right. The Department of Justice. He's reading the card. Immediately as was done. There you go. The so he's reading the card, but Deuce got him to actually say, "Yeah, they were in the garage next to the Corvette." Which anybody with uh, two, th- th- with access to Google can figure out how to operate a garage door opener and get into a garage. Actually, with your own garage door opener, open any garage in your neighborhood. If you, if you have access to Google, you can figure that out. So uh, she refused when the deuce said yesterday, KJP did, we're not going to give you the logs. We're not going to w- w- Wait just a minute. <laughs> They're trying to tell us that no visitor logs exist for Wilmington, Delaware. And we've been talking about this because Joe is spending most of his time at that house, not the White House. He's spending most of his time at Delaware with secret, top-secret documents. But again, nothing's going to happen to him. I'm just setting you up to make sure you understand this. I don't want you to go through extreme disappointment at the end of the day. The the, the special counsel here is going to come out, and he's going to say, the intent was the same as Hillary Clinton, and the intent was there. It was obviously a mistake. That's exactly what's going to happen here. I know the way the swamp rolls. Now they're trying to. They're, now they got a, a a different standard to try to get Trump on. It's going to be a little bit harder for them to get Trump because they're claiming that Trump, you know, Trump has got to go. Well, how do you do that? You didn't do Hillary. You're not going to do Joe. You certainly shouldn't be able to do Trump, except it's Donald Trump and he's a conservative Republican. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Let's take a moment and talk about my friend, Dr. Mark. Congressional Republicans react to long-ago classified documents from President Biden's time as vice president now found at his Delaware home in a private D.C. office. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. He knowingly knew this happened going into election, going into interviews. This is what makes America not trust their government. As with the Trump documents taken from Mar-a-Lago, the Justice Department now has a special counsel looking into this case, too. But there are significant differences between them in terms of the number of documents involved and Trump's efforts to hold on to them. A veteran detained by Russia, finally back home. Lionel Moyes reports. Taylor Dudley is back on U.S. soil with his family. Spokesperson Jonathan Frank says the Navy veteran is doing well and is in good spirits. He shared photos of the 35-year-old being released and also hugging his mother. Frank said Dudley was backpacking in Europe looking for inspiration for a book he was working on and that he traveled to Poland for a music festival and at one point crossed the Russian border where he was detained in April of last year. What kind of do we'll, Governor we'll, Bill Richardson and his Funky Friday. Don't forget your red. Slip your red on. Remember everyone deployed today. 606 Trey Ware KTSA Elaine, Jimmy, and Don and Elvis's baby's gone. Lisa Marie dying yesterday in California at the age of 54. Um, we all who are Elvis fans, watched the tragedy of that family over the years. Uh, number one, when uh, Elvis's mama died, uh, he was in the Army and he got leave to come back. She was only 46 when she died, and uh, he was 42 when he passed. And we all know the story of, of his passing, and Lisa was nine at the time when he died. She was the one that actually called his ex-girlfriend, Linda Thompson, and said, my daddy's dead. And that's when Linda talked to her for a little while, and then Priscilla was out in L.A., and Priscilla got on the airplane with Lisa and came to Memphis at that time. She was the sole heir of the empire, which meant everything that he had that was the house and, you know, everything, it went to her. And uh, and she got it all when she was about 25 or so, according to the trust documents. And then in 2005, she decided to sell it to this corporation that now owns Elvis she, Presley Enterprise. She had the house was hers. That's right. But the business of running it was owned by this other company. Correct. Right. And she yeah. sold that to to them so they could do yeah. the all tourism and everything right. that they're doing. And, now and if you it. go there, it, it is this giant complex. Like, mm. I, I I was there. What well, we've talked about it mm. a, a little about a year and a half ago, and I wasn't expecting the the giant complex they have set mm-hmm. up there now. So. Right. Yeah. Um, she had you know a, a number of relationships. You know the infamous ones were to Michael Jackson. She was married to him for a short time 
and uh, married to Nicolas Cage for a short time. Another guy by the name of Danny Keogh, she actually married twice. He's a musician and kind of shepherded her in her right. musical career. He's the one that found her yesterday. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. He he actually, although they were you know officially divorced, uh, he actually lived in that house in, in Mount Calabasas where the, yeah. her house was. Uh, interviews with her over the years, she would often refer to him as her best friend. That's right, yeah. 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 I think that's true. Yeah. I think that's exactly right. She had married another guy by the name of Michael Lockwood and divorced him, but she had twins with him, yeah. Michael Lockwood. Uh, but, of course, she, she had uh, Benjamin, who committed suicide two years ago, her son, and she never really got over that. So three girls, Benjamin and then three girls. Riley is pretty well known as a as a actress and model. She's She probably is 30. I haven't looked it up yet, but she's yeah. got to be close to that, yeah. somewhere along in there. And then the other girls are in their teens. Um, I think they're 14. They're twins. But anyway, um, she had penned a, a thing uh to people magazine earlier this week that was just wow it's tough to read because it's written to benjamin and how she never got over his his suicide and uh the parts of of her heart that were just destroyed by that and boy do i get that i understand totally and uh so uh that was real tough and and she they said never really recovered from that uh, when she sold the house, she had a fortune of about, it was between 85 and 100 million bucks. And she had a manager at the time who just basically burned through it. Doesn't, isn't that eerily familiar? It happens to all of them at some point. Well, like her yeah. dad. Yeah, her dad. You know, who, the guy who had a gambling addiction, gambling problem. We learned about it from Baz Luhrmann this summer, mm-hmm. this year. So, um, she was able to recoup and get out of debt and, uh, and had a little bit of money when, when she passed away. We don't know what it was uh, that she passed away from. It was, uh, you know, cardiac arrest, but we don't know what caused it yet. We know that in the past that she had her demons, as we all do. She had uh, an addiction to opioids at one time that she was very open about and her struggle with that. Uh, But apparently there were no drugs found there is what they're saying, and we don't know of any that she had gotten back on any kind of drugs or anything like that was going on. We do know that she had a busy week over the weekend. She was at Graceland for Elvis's birthday, and one of the things she always did, the fans line up for miles on his birthday, which is January 8th. She always went down and greeted the fans and took selfies with them. So all over the Internet this morning there are selfies of people, just everyday citizens like you and me fans, who took pictures with Lisa. Uh, this past weekend. Uh, then she went, of course, to the Golden Globes the other night where Austin Butler won an award and gave, paid homage to her and uh, and Priscilla while he was there. Right. So, so I, I think that was the shock to me because, I mean, we'd, we had seen her a couple of times in the past week. And as we mentioned last hour, she kind of kept a low profile for the yeah. most part. Yeah. Well, uh, the, the, the thing with, with Benjamin, her son, really, man, yeah. it took its toll on her. And you yeah. could see it in her, in these recent public appearances, she was a little gaunt. Right. Uh, she, she didn't look like herself. Yeah. Like Lisa. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, she had her own musical career. Going into the top of the hour, I, we played uh, the Dirty Laundry version of her, you know, the, her take on the Don Henley song. She did duets with her daddy, which were just amazing. They would cut, splice her in on some of his songs, like In the Ghetto, Don't Cry Daddy, and a few others that were just unbelievable. Uh, but one of these songs that is, I, I think, is kind of haunting. This song's got to be. How old is it, Don? Uh, maybe fifteen years old. Lights yeah, out? probably early in two thousand. Something like that, right? Not, right. So it might be even older than that. She cut this song, and I just want to set up the video in your mind. We'll just play a little bit of it for you to hear the chorus. But she is dancing in front of the the lighted wall, like you see Elvis's name on it. She's dancing in an Elvis style, wearing black leather and the sunglasses. And the song is called Lights Out. Someone turn the lights out there in Memphis. That's where my family is buried and gone. Last time I was there, I, I noticed a space left there in Memphis in the damn backyard where they're buried. And obviously, she's talking about her place, where I guess, I guess the intent is for her to be buried there. And she foreshadowed that in this song that's probably twenty or so years old. So let's roll it now. Lisa Marie Presley. This is "Lights Out." Passing away yesterday, at the age of fifty-four.
quick break. Back in just a minute. We'll talk about Joe, the documents, and everything else going on in the news. Trey Ware, KTSA. Do you know what people see when they Google you? Search in. And it is 620 KTSA. And there were then three. <laughs> How many more documents are we going to find that Joe Biden had squirreled away somewhere? Well, we just don't know because the FBI refuses to raid any of his places like they raided Mar-a-Lago. You see, there is that two-tiered justice system. Republicans are treated one way and harshly, and certainly Donald Trump is treated to the extreme. And, of course, Democrats, well, they get a pass. There's nothing wrong with anything that Democrats do. Welcome to a banana republic. That is the definition of a, a banana republic. And, 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 and please understand. Now, this Robert Herr, this uh, this appointment to investigate Joe Biden, the top secret document scandal, this Robert Herr guy, it's not going anywhere. If anything, he's just going to issue a little statement and say, hey, it, it's over. It's all done, baby. Everything's good. And And he didn't intend to do it. You know the Hillary thing? Hillary, by the way, was let off for doing far worse. She de- actually destroyed secret documents. She destroyed evidence and the reason she didn't go to prison is because james comey is is more corrupt than hillary if you can believe that and decided to not charge her with anything and said well it's it's her intent now i said all along you go out here and drive 100 miles an hour on on loop 1604 and when you get pulled over you tell the officer i didn't intend to drive 100 miles an hour officer i so sorry and and you think he's going to turn around and walk away and go okay you didn't mean to i'll let you off it's not how it works but it works when you're in the elites when you are uh, one of the insiders in the democrat uniparty and your your name is clinton or it's obama Somebody, Bush, they let you off. You're not held to the same standard. And nor is Donald Trump. Donald Trump is held to a more extreme standard than most people are because why? They want to hang the dude. They want him gone. You Remember, there were Democrats who were saying Donald Trump should be killed for having those documents at Mar-a-Lago. They were all over MSNBC and CNN. Democrats, you know, who are high up in the muckety-muck world of democratism, and they're all saying, he should actually, that's the death penalty. He should die. We should execute Donald Trump. And you know what? They mean it. They're not being hyperbolic. They actually mean that. They would love to execute Donald Trump. So he's held to an even stricter standard, and they go busting in there after they met with him, after he told his attorneys, give them anything they want. And you know what they requested? Put a lock on that door. They put a lock on that door, and they came back and busted it down in the middle of the night, went through Melania's clothes, went through their son's room, looking at his video games, blah, blah, blah. Joe Biden, meanwhile, has these documents stuck next to his ugly Corvette. Ugh in the garage it's an ugly car so we got car lago now documents at this fake center that's raising money off the chai comms documents in joe's garage but wait we're not through hold on just a minute there's documents inside the house so if anybody deserves a raid If anybody deserves the FBI in the middle of the night banging their door down, it's Joe Biden. But it's not going to happen because he's Joe Biden. Because he's their boy. He's their boy. So it's not going to happen. And then yesterday I watched the press conference, I don't know if you did, with KJP, and she claims, we're being so transparent with all of this, man. I'm telling you right now, we're so transparent. We're the most transparent people. There's never been anybody more transparent than us. Really? You knew about this since November 2nd. You didn't say squat to the... Nah, well, that's me. We, that's our form of transparency. Okay, you're insane. You really suck at what you do. You're awful. And, and, and these people are horrible people, by the way. All of them. So, uh, KJP, uh, no, we, uh, we'll be a transparent. Peter Ducey said to her then, okay, uh, transparency, give us the visitor logs at Wilmington, Delaware, where these highly top secret documents were in a garage next to a corvette i want to hear from you democrats on this come on i want to hear from you 
210-599-5555. And when he asked that question, where are the visitor logs for Wilmington, Delaware, she lost her mind and started screaming at him. KJP, Corinne Jean-Pierre. Screaming at him. Well, you don't know what we do. do we, you, you always ask that question. Well, you know what we did? We opened up the visitor logs for the White House. It's the White House. It's the White House. We opened up it. Well, past administration. Why don't you ask the past administration why they didn't do that? No, no, no. I'm talking about right now. Who had access to Wilmington, Delaware? We know Hunter did. Any of Hunter's friends from China? Hunter even claimed in 2018 he owned that house where those documents were. Oh, this gets really interesting now, doesn't. When you factor in the Chai-Coms and Hunter and the amount of money the Chai-Coms have been paying Hunter throughout the years, and now you're finding a trail of documents, and next to the trail of documents, wherever they may appear, it's the Chinese. <laughs> Nothing's going to happen, folks. What you're going to get is an investigation, and the guy's going to come back, and he's going to say, well, he, they inadvertently misplaced them. They didn't mean to misplace them. So we're, we're just going to say it's okay, and we're going to move on. Meanwhile, it gets really ridiculous when you think about Democratic Representative Hank Johnson. Do you remember Hank Johnson? Hank Johnson is the one who infamously said years ago, Guam's going to tip over. <laughs> Guam. Guam's going to flip upside down. What are you? What kind of crack is that? Guam's going to flip upside down. He came out yesterday and said, well, the Donald Trump planted those up there, you see. That's right, Donald Trump getting on his airplane, flying all over, planting. Hey, listen, before you discount that, Joy Behar said the same thing on The View yesterday. And that's a, that's a plant, man. Donald Trump, we, we were just about to get him, and, and before we could get him, he planted documents everywhere. That's right, Donald Trump's been running around and planting documents everywhere. These people are insane, but since they control the media... Oh, and I've been watching their controlled media since they control the media, since they control the swamp, since they control the apparatus, since they control the people that they are assigning to do these investigations. Ain't squat going to happen with the investigation. Now, they may get Donald Trump, and I think that they will because they're going to drive and lie and steal and cheat and do whatever they got to do to get Donald Trump. But as far as Joe Biden is concerned, this will be a big old skate job. It may cost him something like his career, you know, like, hey, Joe, that's the end of your presidency. That might be what's afoot here. I don't know. I, I'm the one who started that yesterday in that, you know, this could be an uh, Obama operation to get rid of Joe, and it just might be. It could be. But the bottom line is what they're telling us is a load of crap it is not true. It's a lie from the pit of hell, and it smells like smoke. This is an administration that is lying to you. These are people who are lying to you. These are people who are controlling your life in every single way, and they want to continue to control your life all the way down to what you're cooking on. And we're going to talk more about that as well coming up. But there you, get, there you have it. That's the bottom line to what's happening with this investigation. Now Merrick Garland has yet to raid a property of Joe Biden's, although n numerous properties. When you consider what happened with Donald Trump and the raid on his place, that was one place with those documents there that they actually threw on the floor and took pictures of uh, to slander the man. And with these documents, the FBI, and they're all in it together, the FBI and Merrick Garland say, it's okay, we'll just depend on his attorneys to tell us that we're finding these things. They're not going to raid his house. They're not going to do it, folks. If you have high hopes that this is going to result in, in Joe Biden going down, it is not. That's not what's going to happen from that aspect of it. They may get him to quit. They may move, shuffle him off, and that could be what's going to happen out of this. We shall see. But there is no equal treatment and equal application of the law when you're talking about the swamp. It's 628 at KTSA in River City Oral Surgery. What wonderful people are at River City Oral Surgery to help you with any of your dental issues. That's Dr. Mark Havercorn and a fantastic team of people that he has assembled there to work for you, to help you have a great experience if you need uh, dental work. And I'm talking about stuff like implants. 
you know, if you're tired of going back to the dentist time and time again because you got another cavity and now I got to have a root canal and the root canal fails and then I got to get a crown. Everything you have to go through to be in good dental health uh, time and time again. Implants just might be the answer for you. And our friends over at River City Oral Surgery, they do the best job of dental implants. Dr. Mark Havercorn is a medical doctor. He's an MD. He understands what it takes to do this right. And they do it right every time, whether you're talking one or two implants or an entire jaw or both. They do it all at River City Oral Surgery. And you can get the prices. They'll quote the prices right over the phone for you so you know exactly what you're going to pay before you ever show up at River City Oral Surgery. Give them a call today. Book your appointment. It'd be one of the best things you could do for yourself this year. River City Oral Surgery at 210-778-0002. Have you considered updating your home so that you can stay... Funky Friday. One Carl Carlton. She's a bad man with Jamma. Yeah. All right, so casino gambling, Elaine, are you a yes or a no? She's a yes. I know. I ain't going to ask you. <laughs> are you a yes or a no? You've got a thumbs up over there, too. All right, so uh, let's run down what the Texas Ledge is doing. So everybody understands they're in session. With all this other stuff to talk about, everything else going on, the Texas ledge is kind of – and this, this is going to affect us more than anything that Joe Biden is doing with documents or, or Lisa Marie. But let's, let, let's make sure we you know, touch base on this. Uh, the 88th ledge got underway this past Tuesday, and they're considering all kinds of stuff. Things that I close to near and dear to my heart, man, is property tax relief, okay? Because everybody – listen, everybody pays property tax, and we're pay, paying it out to Wazoo – and that money is going to education that is not educating our children, okay? It is indoctrinating our children. It's teaching them transgenderism and CRT and all those other crazy things. They're doing all those things for sure. Oh, yes, they are. Yes, they are. They're not supposed to, but they are. So anyway, um, all that's going on, and uh, we don't get, we're not getting a decent product for it. That's, a, that's another debate to have, but the problem is we're all paying way too much in property tax. And if you say, well, I don't really, I, I'm renting, I, I got, I, I'm renting my place. No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're renting or you're leasing or you're buying or you own. You're paying property tax. In fact, if you shop at the grocery store, if you buy dinner tonight, if you go to the bar later today, you're paying property tax because all of those entities are passing their property tax on to you. Bottom line, period, full stop. So everybody in the state of Texas is paying a property tax, and you're getting a sucky product for, for what you're paying for in public education. All right, so that has to be reformed. They've got over $30 billion. They're fighting over what to do with that. The lieutenant governor thinks one thing ought to happen. The governor thinks another thing ought to happen. And then, of course, you got everybody else over there talking about that. All right, another issue they're talking about is a Florida-style ban on classroom lessons on gender identity at, at the elementary level. Look, as far as I'm concerned, that ought to be at all levels. There's no reason to talk about transgenderism or any of this other perverseness in the schools unless you're teaching the truth, which is gender is not fluid. You cannot change your gender. You were born a boy. You're going to die a boy. That's it. That's, if you're going to teach the truth, okay. But otherwise, leave it alone. Also, uh, the influence, they're looking at the influence on social media on our children, which you already know that Seattle schools are suing all the social media companies for the mental health problems that it's causing children in Washington State, and uh, it's happening here too. Social media has been one of the great evils that has been inflicted upon our children, and it is causing them mental harm. The sooner we come to that realization, and the, pro the, the reason nobody wants to discuss this, and the reason no adults in the room want to stand up on this issue and take the lead on this issue is adults are addicted to. Adults get the dopamine hit too. I'm not preaching. I'm, I, I'm preaching to myself. I, I'm doing I'm doing a pretty decent job of breaking away from it in that uh, I haven't done it yet because I'm 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 in the same boat I'm rowing with the same oar I'm going the same direction uh, I got the dopamine hit off this stuff too but right now what I'm doing I think my last uh, post was a selfie in my Stevie Ray shirt last week so I'm trying I'm trying I'm trying I'm trying I'm trying I'm going to try I'm going to try to do the 21 day challenge maybe I don't know something when it comes to social media but anyway they're going to talk about that and finally. Casino-style gambling, and Dade Phelan is the Speaker of the House, and he lives over in Beaumont, close to Louisiana, and he says, man, I look across the state line, and I see all those people going into Louisiana, and I, we, we, we should do that here. We should have casino-style gambling here, says Dade Phelan.
He says it ought to be nice resorts. You can't have the crappy, you know, one-offs with the low ceilings and the cigarette smoke. You got to have the, and you can't go into Valero or into, you know, Circle K and see the 15 machines lined up. We want really nice resort-style casinos with gambling inside. Outside, we want five-star golf courses, nice restaurants, big convention facilities for people to bring in large, gigantic acts, musical acts, and everything else. So. <clears throat> I know how you feel about it, James T., because that's your thing, right? I mean, I don't gamble. I, I really don't. I mean, I'll, I'll buy a, I'll buy a Mega Millions today because the price is just, you know, right. Payoff is ridiculous. But other than that, I don't gamble, so it's not, it's not going to change my life. It's not like I'm going to, oh, the casinos are here. It's kind, you know what? I said this about marijuana. Mm-hmm. So marijuana is not my thing, right? If they legalize it, I'm not suddenly going to become a smoker of marijuana because it's just not my thing. Uh, same thing with casino gambling. If they build a casino and you had a good idea, build it down at the coast or something. If they did that, it's not like I'm suddenly going to say, "Oh, I'm going to start gambling now." But it is your thing. You like to do it, right? Yeah, I'm. I'm total degenerate. I gamble about <laughs> 350 days a year. But these, um, the money is too big. The average big strip casino in Vegas pulls in 72 million a year. Is that what it is? And so we put 10 casinos in the state of Texas. Average seven hundred and twenty million revenue that can be going to taxes and whatever. I mean, it's the money. It's we're not going to lose money as a state by bringing in gambling. Right. That can't happen. I don't. I don't think you will. No, I don't think you will. And it's not just the people that leave the state to go to Vegas or Louisiana or wherever. It's the draw, man. You you're going to have so many more people. I, I mentioned last hour Asia. That's a big deal in Las Vegas. That's oh a yeah, huge deal. They're called the whales. Yeah. Those those are the big guys. But nobody goes to Louisiana because it's a beautiful view and everything. We we go for the party time yeah. and the gambling. Okay. It's not. Have you gone out there? Yes. I guess I need to do that. Don, have you gone to any of those casinos like over in Louisiana, anywhere like that? No, I, I haven't. So I, I know people who do. It's, yeah, and it's, they love it, but a, I just haven't done it. It's know? a cruise ship that doesn't go on the water. You have everything you need in the whole resort, just like the cruise ships, the dining. The that's a good way of putting it. You know, cruise ships have the casinos. Casino, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the reason I go on a cruise is because there's gambling. Mm-hmm. But it's there's no way we lose anything except for people who get uh, worried about uh, the prostitution or drugs or stuff like that okay well that's all that's one thing and the the image is another thing that people are concerned about look at the image you're putting forth now texas is a sin city the other thing is that they're concerned about gambling addiction but you could apply that to anything in life from a big fat cheeseburger to dope whatever you know most casinos have phone numbers posted everywhere for I think there's oh yeah i mean i think think it's by law they have they do so they do i've seen them out in Las Vegas, yeah. yeah. Uh, DraftKings, all of the internet stuff, they all have to have a, disclaimers a disclaimer in the site. Yes. Right. Uh, but, uh, again, you can apply that to food. <laughs> you know, you, well, can, yeah. you can apply the addiction thing. That's put why that we a, call put, it the syntax. Yeah, put that on a bag of M&Ms, why don't you? Right. <laughs> no, you know what? There you go. Yeah. You could, be get, you could get obese and get diabetes. They, they did it with cigarettes. You right. could get lung cancer. Well, you could say the same thing with a bag of M and M's, or you yeah. pick your candy, bag of Skittles, whatever. That's true. Yeah. That's absolutely. True. I don't. I'm not. I'm not pushing for that. I'm saying right, but that, it's, you know, that's you how it works. Yeah. I'm excited that the legislation's at least addressing it and talking about it because, like I said previous hour, non traditional revenue that doesn't burden the Texas citizen. And here's what's different this time: the Speaker of the House is all for it. That's what's about. That's the, you know, it's going to take a constitutional amendment. It's going to take somebody shepherding this through and making sure that it doesn't die the first time it makes it to the floor, where there's going to be an actual debate. And Dade Phelan says he's all for it. He wants to see this, but he wants to see it done right and cleanly and all those things. Well, we have the resources and the uh, developers in Texas to make sure that it's like a J.W. Marriott resort type casino there's people who are ready to do that well what's wrong with taking existing places like that hyatt hill country yeah nothing wrong what's with wrong it? with taking them and saying now you've got over here you can put a casino in the hyatt hill country over in the side i'm not saying i'm not i'm not proposing they're saying they should i'm just saying just an the, example the, the, as yeah. an example though yeah they've the, got the golf courses the swimming resorts the fine dining and then we just add a casino and you don't even know the casino's really there you don't have right to. because on the outside it's a golf course beautiful swimming pools all those kind of things on the outside. It doesn't change the outside aesthetics. Just inside, there's a place you can gamble, right? The, um, the amount of jobs it would generate 
if we legalized gambling in Texas would be amazing. Let's go line one. And, Mark, you're on KTSA. Happy Friday, Mark. What do you think about all this, man? I think that sales, property, tax relief, we need to eliminate the franchise tax. uh, And, yes, to gambling, which allowing casinos to develop resort casinos, which is exactly where it's at because – there's millions of dollars. There's people like me. I mean, all my golf buddies that I play with. I mean, we schedule trips over to the casinos in Oklahoma and Louisiana. Well, not so much for the gambling. I mean, people gamble. I'm not much of a gambler either. My wife isn't either. But, but to go for the golf and also dining and entertainment. Dining and that's you know, Mark, you just hit it for me. And thank you very much for the call, man. Have a great weekend. Uh, one of the reasons Nancy and I have gone to Vegas and the band we haven't been in a long time is for the entertainment. Elaine, you know, you went with me, and we we I sat there literally all day and watched these uh, retro bands out on Fremont Street. I could care less about gambling. There's gambling, guys slapping cards everywhere, and I sat there from 10 a.m. until 10 p.m. watching all these bands on Fremont. I didn't go anywhere. I sat right there. Because I like entertainment. And, and you know, you get a certain amount of really good, solid entertainment when that happens. Where does George Strait yeah. play? And food. Where does George Strait play? Right, exactly. In, in Vegas. MGM. He goes to the big MGM. Big Garth building. is doing a residency in Vegas, so now we can get that here. Yeah. All right. Um, Steve, you're on KTSA on line two. Go right ahead, Steve. Trey, uh, been to Vegas twice. Uh, Eagle Pass uh, once, I think. Uh, Louisiana. Several times, I used to date a gal. That her grandma lived uh, up way up in East Texas, so we used to cross over and gamble. Uh, but the very first, I got to tell you, the very first time I went on a cruise, and I do this every time. I I didn't I, I didn't do it in Vegas the first time because I didn't I didn't think about it. But I go to the dollar slots. Every the first dollar slot I see, uh, and I was on my cruise when the Malaysian airliner went missing yeah. during that. Yeah. So when I came back, I didn't know anything about it, but uh, it was great. But every time I go anywhere, I, and I'm not, a, I don't go. It's not my thing. But every time I go, because I happen to be invited, whatever, I, the first dollar machine I see, wherever it is, I drop three, three credit max. I drop twenty one dollars and pull for the twenty one on my cruise uh, first. Dollar slot sixteen hundred dollars. I was in Louisiana one one time, and I think it was my third or fourth pill uh, pull. First thing in the morning, people were there was a bunch of leftovers still sitting at the bar. But I mean, it was early in the morning. We went up there just to check out the casino next door. Her mom liked to go to one, and we just I just wanted to see the other one. We, yeah. we dropped her mom off, went over there. Uh, dropped twenty one dollars in that machine and nine hundred bucks came yeah, right back. Baby. Yeah, baby. Yeah. So you, you would you would be for it then? I take it you you you're, you'd you know it's it. entertainment. Yeah. It's escape. Right. It's You know, it's life's for living. Whatever yeah. we got. Okay. Are you a are you a cruiser? I've only been once, but I, I'm, I'm 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 definitely going again. All right, shoot, uh, shoot, lady, me, I'm, I'm shoot me an email because our company's putting together one it. for November. That's a heroes cruise for for uh, first responders and and military veterans for Veterans Day. And shoot me an email; I'll get you some info on it, Steve. Thank you, man. Have a great Friday and a, and a great weekend. Appreciate the call. Yeah, he's absolutely right. I, I'll, I'll tell you one story real quick. And I've got a, f- a few of these. I'm not a gambler. I've said that very clearly. So one of our first times, I'll tell you two quick stories. One of our first times out there, we were at uh, Caesars, and I sat down in a slot machine with quarters. And that's back when you had the bucket full of the real quarters. Now they just give you a piece of paper that says how much it's worth. But you get a bucket full of quarters. And I sat there, and I filled the bucket up with quarters. I have no idea how much I pulled out of that machine. It was all the bucket was full. But as, as I was putting them back in there, back in the in the machine and putting them back in the bucket, I noticed the bucket was getting emptier and emptier and emptier, like it had a hole in the bottom of the bucket. Well, it did. It was my wife. She's sitting next to me pilfering my bucket. She was losing it all. As quick as I could win it and put it in the bucket, she was taking it out. But here we were in the shops walking through the uh, the mall there at, at Caesars, right, which is a cool place. That mall in there is really cool. And we come walking back through the casino area to go to the room. And, again, I could care less. All the machines are going off, and I'm just walking to go to the room. And I look over, and there's a crowd around one of these gigantic one-armed bandits, one of those you know, sides of the wall, right? 
And on top it said mega bucks at $5 million. So I walked over and there was a big cop standing there in the middle of the crowd. And I asked him, I said, hey, man, what happened? What's going on? Why are these people here? And he said, dude just won the mega bucks. I said, he won 12, uh, $5 million? He said, no, $21 million. It's already reset to five he, he so here's the story it was in the paper the next day he was an out-of-work guy from like illinois who had gone to vegas to blow the last 500 bucks he had <laughs> he walks up to that machine and puts it was a dollar slot he puts a he puts ten dollars in it pulls it one time 21 million dollars bang 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 guys with the suits come and get him you know take him away and he's like no i got nine more pulls i got nine more pulls i put 10 bucks in there you know so he's screaming about that i want my nine more pulls you got you're huh? fine dude don't worry about your nine dollars <laughs> yeah you don't have to worry about that and, and the thing was what i the, immediately when the cop told me that story the thing i thought about was the guy who had pulled on that slot machine before and got disgusted and walked off because it wasn't hitting I've seen old people One almost, more pull. almost attack other old people because of that. One more pull. <laughs> yep. All right, quick break. Coming back, Trey Ware, KTSA. Dave Ramsey here. Have you noticed your pet scratch? Republic for which it stands. One nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Guests of the 550 KTSA Morning News. Uh-huh. We have seen this movie before. <laughs> and you know nothing's going to happen, old Joe. It's the Hillary Show all over again. We've seen this movie before. It's called Hillary. I'll explain coming up. Where and Ryman next on KTSA. You don't have to go through yet another year with that knee pain.